Just when you thought being a stepmom was the hardest thing you'd ever tried to do? Someone upped the ante and found a brand new level for this game. Pandemic quarantine. Thanks, universe. I was totally ready for this. Welcome to the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source for unconventional advice and inspiration on the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. This is season three, the season of coronavirus. I'm actually kind of excited that I get to share expertise that I've gained in the last 20 years as a practitioner of alternative medicine and mind-body healing. If that sounds as weird to you as it did to me 20 years ago, don't worry. Weird is good. If you're a stepmom, you have to be at least a little weird to survive. Conventional wisdom does not cut it here. What I've been saying for the past few years is that I really think the process of becoming a stepmom is a challenge to evolve. The universe has challenged women to evolve by creating the circumstances and the environment where, as a woman, you have a very high chance of needing to learn the art of raising someone else's kids. Or if you're a biological mother, you'll need to develop the emotional intelligence to be able to share the raising of your children with another woman. This is what a turning point in human evolution looks like in real time at ground zero. Considering like all of human history as a timeline, step families have existed for one nanosecond. Literally, the first laws giving divorced parents joint physical custody are like less than 40 years old. Before that, one parent got the kids, almost always mom, and the other parent would either get some visits or not. There was no stepmom in another home feeling judged for how she performs in this brand new kind of intimate social unit or putting an expectation on herself to fill her every need for family and mothering with her partner's kids. The step families of yesteryear were the result of a death in the family, even the Brady Bunch. And I still believe that those situations are pretty different from what most of us here are living. Never mind that the Brady Bunch had a live-in housekeeper. So whoever is looking back 500 years from now on the beginnings of this phenomenon will consider each of us alive today as virtually patient zero in the epidemic of modern family and it spread quickly, we're already at 50% saturation. Half of all kids will experience step family life before they graduate from high school. It's a very steep curve, and it's not going to flatten anytime soon. I want to help you boost your immunity to the hardships of this kind of life so you can experience it as gently as possible and to develop future generations who automatically benefit from our exposure to these challenges. Woohoo! I'm the analogy queen. If this were Scrabble, I'd say that was a triple word score. There's a song I love by Canadian singer-songwriter Bruce Coburn. It was made very popular by the Bare Naked Ladies, called Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Of course, the title of this episode is a play on that, but this sure is a crazy time to try to be any kind of mother at all. 
there are three basic versions of this situation happening to us. One, you're with your kids, step or bio, every blessed second of every day, alone or with your partner, working from home or laid off. Two, you're being kept apart from the kids and worried sick about how the other parent is handling things like social hygiene and homework. And three, the kids are going back and forth and you're just waiting for someone in your home or the other one to get sick. I'll try to deal with these separately because every one of you is suffering, but you need different medicine, which is very homeopathic, by the way. So I'm going to start with number three, because I'm pretty sure that that's the most common situation. The kids are going back and forth. Just this morning, someone in our Facebook group wrote, we've tried to work out an alternative agreement, but she's refusing. Bio mom is refusing and wants to continue visits every other weekend. Both my husband and I are at home now. I'm working from home and he's laid off. But bio mom's husband has two confirmed cases where he works. I'm freaking out and she still refuses to modify the agreement temporarily. I guess we just need to plan how best to have him come back into our home after her weekend. I've heard tips about showering as soon as they come back. Anything else? I'm trying to resign myself to the fact that we'll probably just catch it. Well, anonymous stepmom, you're doing the right thing already. It's better to let go of your idea that you can actually control whether you get it or not and move on to trying to reinforce your immune system so that when you do get it, it passes for a regular head cold, which is the experience of about 85% of those testing positive right now. In fact, my medical contact in Northern Italy reported that every citizen in some towns of his region had been tested. Something close to 80% of all people tested positive and most of them had no symptoms at all. What that means is that it's possible to get this and barely notice. So that's the ideal outcome. So what's the all the quarantine and hand washing about? It's about definitely not exposing weak and sick people who can die from this just like they can die from any regular flu. And that means everyone's grandparents, elderly neighbors, and immune compromised people. And the grandparents of the checkout girl at the grocery store. And the wife of your kid's school teacher who has cancer. So we're all working hard to spare those people as we should. And it's about spreading this virus around as slowly as possible so we don't all need the limited medical resources we have at the exact same time. I'm afraid it's a foregone conclusion that for all our hand washing and social distancing, children are going to become a major vector for the spread of this virus. There are something like 12 million step families in the US. That's a lot of back and forth any way you slice it. People want to have their kids nearby to protect them, of course, and they also want their kids away from them if they're at higher risk. Lots of dads and husbands have to think about vulnerable people in their present home, new babies, pregnant wives, elderly parents. You can bet that kids are going to bear the blame for carrying germs from one home to the other, and they're going to feel it too. Dads will be overheard lamenting, 
I told her not to let them go to that birthday party, and now she's sick as a dog, and here we are having to take the kids. And bio moms will cry. Oh, great. Your dad's girlfriend had it first, and now I've got a cough. That's just great. I think that one important symptom many of us will have to face is the feeling of responsibility our kids have for the welfare of their parents. This unconscious sense of duty is at the root of the infamous loyalty bind. It's in there deep, and it doesn't respond to rational thinking or sensible words. We don't want kids to believe that they were the agents in delivering germs to our home or to their other home. We're going to have to up-level our tap-dancing-on-the-head-of-a-pin skills to figure out how to make this not end up feeling like anyone's fault. Not the child's fault and not the other parent's fault. Because, as you already know, that gets taken on as the child's fault automatically. Kids are actually masters of taking one for the team. And you don't want to see how this is going to show up as behaviors long after this crisis is over. Of course, we want to be careful with basic hygiene. But it's really important that we give kids the clear feeling that we have things under control and we're not afraid. We don't want them to panic when they go to mom's because she doesn't make them take extra vitamins or wash their hands when they come in the door. So having said that, and with a relaxed and playful attitude, you can do the following things. Number one, throw the kids into the bath when they arrive, along with all the Legos or any other toys you'd like to clean. They can scrub their Barbies or their action figures while they're in there. Number two, wipe down the doorknobs and the light switches, phones and tablets, fridge handles and faucets. But please, don't use antibacterial wipes for that. A plain solution of vinegar and water is so much better, and I'll tell you why. It's sort of the same reason they're telling you to wash your hands with soap and water instead of using Purell or something like that at home. You want to loosen the germs with soap and wash them down the drain. You do not want to challenge them to a duel. Germs are smart. They're always trying to outsmart our chemical killers. And there are always a few tiny specimens that are resistant to antibiotic cleaners and antibiotic medicines, right? We don't want to just kill off the weak ones and leave the strong ones to reproduce themselves over time so that there's more of them who know exactly how to outmaneuver Lysol and Javix. Vinegar does an excellent job of reducing the load of viral particles on surfaces. And we don't really care if we grow viruses that are resistant to vinegar because we'll be able to bust out the bleach on those little buggers later on. Also, many chemicals in commercial cleaning agents are very damaging to your lungs. And the last thing you want to be doing right now is poisoning your own lungs in advance of the arrival of COVID-19 down there. Do you hear what I'm saying? So yes, keep clean, but your house is not a biohazard lab. Just reduce your exposure with regular cleaning. You don't need it to be a completely sterile environment. Number three, vitamins can be a great way to boost immunity. And at the end of the day, this virus is not posing much of a problem for individuals with robust natural resistance. 
Vitamin C and vitamin D are amazing for immunity, as well as probiotics, which help the immune cells in our intestines to function at their best. My own kids are not so fond of taking vitamins, so I have a bag of Juice Plus gummies around. Those are made from freeze-dried fruits and vegetables, so they're a whole food supplement and a great source of vitamins that get absorbed really well because your body recognizes them as food. Um, I'll put a link for those in the show notes if that interests you. And number four, this might be the most important piece of advice. You have to let go of the fight. Forget about how you're doing everything and bio mom is putting the kids or yourself in danger. Just let it go. Work on yourself. Work on generating a peaceful vibration. You're in charge of the energy in your home. Make it a healing, peaceful place to be. It's important. Okay, on to those of you who are with kids in your home all day, every day. I'm with you here, although my stepkids are 20 and 22 now. Still, we have to take care to give each other space because it's a whole lot of together for young people who find themselves unexpectedly back home with the folks and nowhere to escape. We found that alone time is the key to making this work. So don't be afraid to insist on it. I start my day with alone time. I leave my husband to do the whole coffee and breakfast thing with them. And that's actually my normal routine anyway. I really like the idea that they're starting their day with a big dose of dad. It might seem hard to believe, but they still need that, even at this age. Then I also go for a long walk at some point. And that's also something that each of us does to get some time alone. I have to tell you, our dog Scout is totally taking one for the team these days. He's getting at least double his usual number of walks. Your stepkids are most likely much younger than mine. And I can't recommend highly enough the principle of simplicity parenting. That's the title of a book by John Kim Payne. And it's the name of his website where you'll find fantastic information about how to structure your time and your environment to help kids feel more secure. When they feel more secure, they behave better and they cooperate more. Sounds good, right? I've been getting great feedback from the stepmoms in my Facebook group who've been putting a daily schedule in place. And I'm sure that this is part of why it works so well. I'm going to send you to check out simplicityparenting.com where there's a special section dealing with this pandemic, including five short audio files that explain exactly what you need to do. I'll put a link in the show notes about that too. Simplicityparenting.com when it comes to planning your days, I suggest that you take the time to do some brainstorming with the kids about what they really want to do. Which crafts, activities, inventions do they want to make? Would they like to learn a new language or how to play an instrument? Have some brainstorm sessions and get all their ideas out so that you can offer some structure with a daily schedule so they get to move from one activity to another without feeling like it's just chaos all day long. And you get to feel it too. And don't forget that the purpose of a schedule is to help you feel more calm and relaxed, not to stress you about fitting more into your day. 
Don't let this be something that controls you. It should be a help to be able to say, 10 minutes more of this, and then we tidy up and have lunch. Of course, there's nothing stopping you from changing your afternoon schedule to do more of what they're already loving, right? But it also helps them to know that reading time or math time is over in 10 minutes if, if you're asking them to do a bit of something that they don't really care for. It's also a great time for getting everyone into the idea of helping out with chores of some kind, maybe feeding the pets or putting laundry into the machine. Kids of all ages can do something to participate in what it takes to run the house. But this is where their biological parent should be involved in making it happen. Don't throw your own self under the chores bus. If your partner doesn't think it's a good idea, let it go. And now, something for those of you who are getting the short end of the stick. You're not getting regular time with your stepkids or your bio kids, as the case may be. It might be because someone in your house is sick, or you've been exposed at work, or just because the other parent has decided not to allow visiting until this is all over. I really hope that you're getting lots of time to visit remotely by phone or video. Anyone who would withhold phone contact at a time like this is generating really bad karma for themselves. See if you can arrange to read the bedtime stories every night or call every day at lunchtime if that works better for you. The biggest challenge for you is managing your own fear or longing or grief over what's happening. Your kids and stepkids need you to be okay for them. They need you to let go of toxic thoughts and emotions. So there are a few things you can do to help yourself do that. Number one, there's a move called ESR, Emotional Stress Release, from the world of Brain Gym and Touch for Health. Here's how you do that. Put one hand very lightly across your forehead and the other hand on your chest or your belly, wherever you tend to hold more stress. Breathe in and out through your nose and just think about whatever is bothering you for a moment or two. Think it through again and then create a sort of happy ending scene where things turn out just the way you want. Make it colorful and realistic. Try to really feel into it. You should find that this really helps to dial down your anxiety levels. Number two, this is an exercise that you do on your ears and it's great for relieving stress because our ears are a kind of hologram of the whole body. With your thumb and first two fingers, lightly pinch the very top part of your ears where they join your head and pull upwards and outwards, gently unrolling the flap of cartilage there. Do it again, move your fingers slowly around the whole circumference of your ear, repeating this pulling and unrolling, pulling outward and unrolling, all the way down to your earlobe. Again, 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 all the way down. When you get to the bottom, go back to the top and start again around the whole ear, 
slowly pulling outwards and unrolling several times. You can do one ear at a time or both of them at once. You'll find this is really great for relieving tension in your neck and your back. And finally, number three, the best way I know to generate a high vibration is to work with a gratitude journal. It might sound crazy to focus on gratitude at a time like this, but you actually have lots of, to be grateful for. I'll tell you what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that this worldwide crisis comes without radiation or nuclear fallout. I'm grateful that there are no bombs or guns or tanks involved. I'm grateful that there's neither drought nor famine, not hurricane or tornado, no fires or floods or earthquakes. I'm grateful that doctors and nurses and paramedics are working their butts off for us. I'm grateful that the grocery stores are open. I'm grateful for the internet that lets us stay so very connected in our isolation. And I'm grateful for the unlikely benefits that will accompany the tragedies and losses of this pandemic, that my daughter and my stepkids are gonna inherit a planet that got an unprecedented break from the damage we've been doing to it and actually managed to clean itself in a way none of us could ever have predicted. And I'm grateful that each of us will have been pressed to evolve just a little more out of sheer necessity, more than we might have done otherwise. Only this is enough now, universe. I'm gonna need some time to frickin' catch my breath after this one. That's all for this podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being part of this community, bringing stepmoms together from 49 countries at last count. You're not alone. You are anything but alone. We're bound together by our determination to beat the statistics, to keep our families together, to get it right, to last long enough to enjoy some really good times. Please let me hear from you. My personal private email is info at essentialstepmom.com and you'd be welcome to join my closed Facebook group by sending a join request to The Spectacular Stepmom. Thank you.